Good morning, good morning, everyone. I'm asking my friends on Zoom. I said, can you guys click on uh, on uh, Podbeam? We need, we need our brownie points. Ah, yes, good morning, Isabel. I saw she clicked it. I'm watching you guys. Okay, go click. Lisa's in. Anna's in. Good to see you here this morning. Good to see you. Good morning, Dorothy. Welcome to the podcast, A Millionaire of the Diamonds. It is a, a loaded 30 minutes together we're going to have. Jean-Philippe has the biggest part of the podcast to share. And we're, 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 we are in the book of Anthony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. And we're talking about right now how to change anything in our life. So people say, can I really change anything in my life? Absolutely. And, and I love the way Anthony Robbins puts it. Everything, everything that I don't like in my life, I have to be able to say what it is and by what I want to replace it. So diving straight into the subject, Maria Mariano forgot to present myself, 38 years in multi-level marketing. I was sharing with Sabrina this morning that I, I have stopped smoking. I have stopped many bad habits that I've had in the past, and I've replaced them with everlasting better habits. So I'll give you an example. More effective in my work. I have a more disciplined schedule since I stopped smoking. Stopping smoking allowed me to cook more at home because, remember, every time you go for a cigarette, in my case, you have to go figure out how to go smoke outside. It's not something you could have done while doing something else. So one act, one removal of a bad habit created so many other good habits. So what Anthony Robin, Robbins is basically saying, the beginning of a habit is like an invisible string. And, and I love this analogy, an invisible string through repeated use of this new habit, it becomes a great cable binding my thoughts and my acts together. So I remember when I quit smoking, it all began with thinking of all the side effects, negative side effects. And then the jump was made into finally giving it up. Because remember, the human being between a path of nails that he needs to walk on or choosing to walk on the grass, which path you think naturally will be inclined to do? Of course, it is walking on the grass. So we as human beings will avoid all pain at any cost. So our capacity to associate pain, terrible pain to a bad habit, will help us move forward into a better habit that is more constructive. However, there is a need to recognize that it is also the quality of the transition mechanism that we use to get into the pleasure that can undermine us. So I'll give you an example. I quit smoking and I could have replaced this mechanism of smoking with eating. Okay, example. Now, what happens if I, I like many people have quit smoking, you know, have replaced it with eating. What happens now? Now they start creating another problem. They start gaining weight. So they go back to smoking. So it's not everlasting. So it's very, very important, the mechanism we choose. So example. I quit smoking, transition instead of being eating is going to be walking. Now, what happens when I choose a transition, which is walking? Every time I feel like having a cigarette, I take a walk. Well, now I'm giving more power to being healthier, actually, probably being even more in shape. So to help us choose what 
what to use as empowerment to get rid of a bad habit and replace it with a good habit. We're going to dive into Tony's NAC, Neuroassociative Conditioning. I have a hard time talking about it, even pronouncing it. So Marie-Pierre is going to give us a quick overview. Sabrina is going to cover step one today, which is to create any change, is deciding what you want so that you have something to move forward to. And then the chunk of the the podcast today is Jean-Philippe using the right leverage. So take it away, Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Maria. So yes, I'm Marta. I'm 30 years old. I've been in the MLM for seven years now. So today, before I start with the sixth step of the neuroassociative conditioning, I want to make sure that everyone the podcast, if you are on Podbean, because it gives you heart and you will be in the draw. Uh, it's, I think, Friday. <laughs> I think it will be Friday for the conditioning program. So make sure to share the podcast and comment on the Podbean because you get hearts and on Facebook because it helps us to be more visible on that platform because we have that big vision to build a thousand millionaire and we need your help and we want to grow organically. And it's with your help when you share the podcast every morning. So thank you for everyone that already share. And if you didn't share, it's time to share the podcast. So yes, we decided to just give you an overview about the six step because I think it will take more than a month to cover the six step. So I didn't want you to wait in six weeks. What is the six step of that condition? We have an overview this morning for you. So step that we'll cover and with Sabrina this morning is decide. It's just to have the focus is always on your first decision. So getting laser focused on your goal is an essential step for neuroassociative conditioning, providing the foundation on which all the other steps are built. Step number two is leverage that Jean-Philippe will cover this morning. And the biggest leverage we will see is the massive pain to not make the change in your life. The step number three is interrupt. It's time to examine your limiting belief and discover what's holding you back. And when you recognize your pattern, you can interrupt it by slap your hand, by having an elastic, <laughs> whatever. So just inter interrupt your pattern. Step number four, it's create. So you must, must uh, replace those old patterns with new empowering alternative just like Maria told us about uh, a story with smoking so replace with new pattern that is empowering alternative so modeling is another strategy that is really helpful uh, in that step so you can find someone that you, you always uh, already create the life that you want and just study them to model their habits and build a similar path to success Step number five, it's condition. So neuroassociative conditioning rebuilds the reward center of your brain. So the more you perform your new habit, the more your brain will send out the reward molecule like serotonin and dopamine. So just do the same thing every day, your new habit. And step number six is the testing of the new habit. So yes, all new habits will eventually be tested. So maybe it will be on vacation and you will be tempted to go back to your old habit. But you can get ahead the temptation by testing your, the strain of your neuroassociative conditioning 
by using visualization technique called future pacing. So play, just you take the time to place yourself in that um, environment in your head. So you don't wait to be in that environment, but you can really go ahead and try it in your head first. So that's an overview of the six steps. So like we said, we will take the time to cover each of these six steps for, I think, six <laughs> future weeks. <laughs> so, but to start today, we'll cover the step number one with Sabrina and step number two with Jean-Philippe. So go ahead, Sabrina, with the step number one. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. And yes, there's a lot of, yes, a lot of work, but sometimes it's just small realization that you can do because the first step, it's easy to understand, sometimes not easy to do because the only thing that you need for the first step, it's decide what you really want. And when we are looking to this, we say, okay, it's easy. I, I, I want to stop smoking. I want to stop drinking. But there's something uh, different in the association because you need to, to know what's preventing you from having it now. Why did you not already stop? Because you're focusing on what you don't want and not focusing on what you want. So yes, you, you want to stop smoking, but you have to focus that I want to have an healthy life. I want focus on the positive and <laughs> the easiest way to understand it. I will tell you something. I will say, okay, Right now, in this moment, don't think about a banana. What did you do right now? Do you think about a banana? Because what you are focused on, your brain is listening. Same if you said a don't or not, your brain don't understand this part. So you focusing about banana, you think about banana. It's the same thing. I don't want to smoke. Your, your brain don't understand, don't want. It's just thinking about smoke, smoke, smoke. So it's like when you're doing um, regime. I cannot eat chip. I cannot eat chip. What do you want to eat? Chip. <laughs> so you need to switch your mindset to focus on what you really want. And at, one thing that can really help you, it's conditioning program. Because every morning we're asking you, what do you want for today, for this week, for this month? And you're writing on a positive way what you want. It's bring us to the book that we did, maybe, one years ago, the book, The Secret, that they were telling that you, you will have what you're focusing on. Same if you put a knot at the beginning, your brain just did not uh, understand the knot. So first part, the first thing, it's simple. What you really want. And 
realize that maybe if you don't have it right now because you have you are maybe scared of losing this habit if i'm not smoking does it will bring me pain um if i'm changing this habit i will lose pleasure but because sometimes it's not telling that we won't have pain but it's our brain tells us that i won't have pleasure or i will lose a pleasure if i have in my mind i will lose a pleasure i cannot change my habit so just realize what is linked to this this habit that you're not able to change or maybe you're afraid if i'm changing it what will happen do i will take weight if i'm stuck stopping smoking it's it's this small fear that can uh, make that you're stuck and at step step one so step one what you really want and write it it clear if you have it clear you can focus on what you want and now gp he have the biggest part to present to you, but GP will show you what is the next step. When you accept that you want to have something in your life, what is your leverage to have it? I will put you the link for those people who are on the conditioning program to write every day what you want. It will be in the comment to have the link, but GP, go away with the um, leverage. Yes, thank you, Sabrina. So we will discover how can we build actually the leverage that we can use to change those habits, okay? To develop some good behavior. So we will talk a lot about associating like the pain to a change and actually how can we associate pleasure to something that we want to change actually. But it all comes to the beginning with what we call motivation. So what is motivation? There is two types of motivation. There is internal motivation and there is external motivation that we often call the carrots. So what, what, what do I have? If I'm doing that action, okay, am I doing it only because I want to do it or because I will have a gift? Okay, so it's good. Okay, that, that, that's the way it is. Sometimes we want to help people just to get out, okay, of, of, of somewhere else, just to put them in action. So we will use external motivation. But what is the most powerful, as we will see, is the internal motivation. Because if in yourself, okay, in your mind, in your body, you don't have that feeling of urgency, okay? you will not be able to do anything because that that feeling of urgency will motivate you, okay? And that will provoke, okay, the motivation. That will then provoke the change because th there is something, okay, that in your mind say, I, I, I just don't only need to do it, I must do it, okay? It's, it's now an obligation for me. I have to pass through that, go through that step. Okay. And as Sabrina said, okay, most of the time, and this is what she covered last week, okay, we have mixed emotion about some things we want to change. We have the, the, the emotion of we don't want, I don't want to have 
cancer. I don't want to develop some disease. I don't want. Uh, I, I don't want to be in bad health. I don't. I don't want bad relationship with my husband. I don't want bad relationship with my partner. I don't want bad relationship with my friends, with my colleague, and I don't want my kids to hate me or to think that I'm not enough. So we all have those kind of feeling of things that we don't want in our life. But as Sabrina said, okay, our brain, okay, don't can't interpret the don't the do not okay so it's as everything when you ask something to the universe it has to be stated in a positive way so if you say i don't want debt actually you're focusing on debt you should say i want abundance in my life then your brain okay focusing on something else but the mixed emotion come also with the fear and you we have worked on fear earlier we know that fear is a construct in our mind fear our supposition so still uh, with the example that i just gave okay we have the fear that even if we say that we don't want cancer that we change some habits that we still have we, we still develop cancer or even like with health that even if i change some habit that i can develop other disease so we have that supposition in our mind. We we see ourselves in the future. We project ourselves in future. So it creates anxiety that builds fear. That even if we change our relationship, or even if, like for instance, that you you left your partner because it, it is not working, that you don't want to get to through divorce, or you never will find anybody else to replace that person. Or even that with your kids, okay, that you, you will still have some difficulty with them. So actually, you're living, even if you're having like uh, uh, a desire to change, your brain, okay, starting to tells you, well, if you do that, something's health could happen. So you're living actually more in fear than actually more in, uh, in what the the change could bring to you so you what what is important is you have to reach a point that we call the pain threshold okay and when you reach that okay what does it mean it means that there is such a high level of pain that you cannot support anything else in your life okay that it's so hard it's so painful that your brain your heart your entire body will say I have to change that, okay? I cannot live through that, 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 that pain again because it will affect everything in my life and around me. So it's what is the balance between the pain and between the fear, pain versus fear. So if you're having, okay, less pain and more fear, actually, you will say in the status quo, why because as i said you are according more importance to fear okay so you're living in an anxiety like in anxiety in something is in the future or in a supposition that you say oh i i can tolerate that amount of pain okay because i fear what could happen but when the balance change where when there is more pain than fear that's the moment that the change will happen and for most people, it's sometimes not something that they have power on, okay? Let me explain what it means is people have aha moment. 
there is even in their life, okay, that is that even that change the balance and bring more pain than fear. So for instance, for those who are afraid, okay, of change because they don't want to develop cancer, okay, but it could be that they're waiting at an hospital, okay, for some appointment, okay, really normal, and it's so long and they're saying, if I'm developing that disease, cancer, okay, what will it look like? I don't want to like pass my life here, okay, coming for my appointment and all of that. So that could be an even, a ha-ha moment that said to that person, okay, I need to change something now. For health, okay, that you're, you're putting one of your favorite genes and now you're tight in it and you're saying no. I won't get through that again, okay? I don't like that feeling. So that that is an haha moment. So uh, with with a, a relationship, a bad relationship, like maybe your uh, maybe your partner like hit the kids or tell you something, okay, or yell at you in the morning that like you you saying yourself, okay, that that is enough. I cannot like take any more of it. Or with your kids that one of your kids say i don't want you mom like to come at at, at school okay for uh for for that or just to take me at school or i don't want you that to come at, at home so you have those haha moment in your life but if you're aware of those haha moment you will understand now what is your why because actually changing something is 20 percent of how will i do it so we can look for uh, so many options in our life. But when we know why we do it, it's the law of uh, Pareto that is 80-20. If you know the why, you have 80% of the job that is done. Okay. So starting from that point, you can use that as a leverage. And for really understand what is leverage, we have the quotes in our book of Archimedes that I really love that said, give me a lever long enough and a prop strong enough, and I can single-handedly move the world. So when you develop that, you can do anything with your life. So there is four ways that you can um, build that leverage and help you make that change. First, it's about the internal motivation and understand what is what are the inconsistencies that we have in our life. And you have to understand that if you fail to live up to your own standard that you establish to yourself, you will move so much faster and you will be able to make change. So how can you understand what are those inconsistencies in your life? It's between what you do, the action, and who you are. What are your value? Do you have integrity? What is your identity that you say to yourself, I cannot do that because if I'm doing that, okay, I go against my value. I go against my integrity. And when you have, okay, a difference between action and integrity, this is what we call a chasm that will help you make change, okay? And for somebody else, I can help develop that leverage, but I can't say to that person, you should not do that because of this, okay? Like when we are accused, okay, most of the time, what are we doing? We justify ourselves. But if I'm asking question about what is that action that you've just done, okay? And what does it represent to you? And do you understand how I feel with you doing that action, okay? I can help that person 
be aware of what is their inconsistencies in their life and be able to understand that, okay, I have to live up to my standard and that action does not fit the things that I want. So the second thing is question that you're asking yourself. What are those questions that you can ask to help you develop that leverage? What will this cost me if I don't change? Okay. So what is the thing that you will lose? What is the thing that how, how you will feel? Okay. Second question, what will I miss out in my life? Okay. What won't I be able to do? And what is already cost me? Okay. And understand that this is painful because if you're staying in fear, you won't be able to change. You want to understand what is painful. Third one is focus on how it affects people around you. And keep in mind and remember, and in our life in MLM, it's that it's the way it is. People love to help people when they have a cause. So understand that most of the time, the change we're making, we're doing for us, yes. But if you have somebody that can impact, you will have more chance to do it because you know it has an impact on your family. It has an impact on your kids, on your brother, on your sister, okay? On um, on human that you love, okay? And then fourth one is to make the pleasure association with questions to change, okay? So how that change will make me feel, okay? And write it down, okay? Read it every morning with your uh, your conditioning program. What momentum can I create if I change that habit, that behavior? What could I accomplish more than I did in the past, okay, by changing that? How my family will feel? And how much happier will I be, okay? So instead of projecting fear, projecting something okay that you want to that you want to reach that you want to get to the level up and understand that this visualization actually will help you decide what are the action and what is the leverage that I need to master here to make the change so this is how you can develop that leverage and help yourself okay be sure that the change that you want to do is something that you have control on because it's all about internal motivation thank you yeah absolutely jean philippe in stephen covey the high is the seven habits of highly effective people he says it's an inside job it's internal motivation. It's it like it's an inside job. We're always looking on the outside. You know, some people go for uh, uh, acupuncture. I'm going to keep it to smoking, right? Acupuncture. And they think that they're going to be able to be successful by getting this external um, uh, help. Like how many people, um, Sabrina, go to uh, the AA or whatever, thinking that that's what's going to help them stop. No, it starts with the inside. It's a decision. And number two, the leverage, the leverage we're going into. So as a close, what I'd like to say is human brain is hardwired for pleasure. Animals don't have this. Like right now, I got the dogs that walked in. It, like they have no discernment that I'm on a podcast. You know, they got to keep quiet. But we do. We do. We do. We're hardwired for pleasure. This is a uniqueness that we have as human beings. So if you can use it, use it to seek pleasure 
And that pleasure is always, always, Jean-Philippe, like you said, in helping other people. This is where we have the most leverage is when we're able to connect it to helping other people. So I'll give you an example. I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it because my family needs me to be healthy. That's why I stopped smoking. Like I couldn't bear the thought of my children and my husband having to deal with my health issues because I didn't take care of myself. Does that make sense, guys? Or I'm in a multi-level business. There's a lot of times that I don't feel like doing something, but I do it for my team to show the example because if I don't do it, then they don't do it. They justify themselves for not doing something because Maria wasn't there. So a big, big thing for helping us to rewire ourselves is doing it for somebody, doing it for something, somebody else. At worst, remember that the worst thing that can happen is if we replace a, a, a habit with another bad habit. So sugar, alcohol, you know, drugs, whatever. We've got to replace it with helping other people. And this is what I wish for you. How can you Take massive change today on one thing, and how can that help the people you love most around you? So join us tomorrow for the visualization and the affirmations that help us make that decision, that final decision, which will change our entire trajectory. Because one day I was on a podcast and it told me, just decide, just decide. Or as Nike would put it, just do it. All right, guys, thank you so much. Merci, Jean-Philippe. Thank you, Sabrina, Marie-Pierre, off to the French. Please, if you enjoyed, share. Bye, everyone.